please take up your Bibles and turn with me to Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. Did you bring your Bible with you this morning? Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. Could I ask the ushers to please close those two double doors, please? It just uh, ensures less disturbances, those two double doors. Thank you very much. It says in Romans 5 verse 17, For if by one man's offense... Now, by the way, as we read these verses, look out for the word reign in life. And look out for the emphasis of grace. The title of this message is, By God's Grace, We Can Reign in Life. Verse 17, Romans 5. For if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more, those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Those three words, reign in life. Would you say them with me? Reign in life. Have you ever thought about the fact that God wants you to reign in life? It says, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Verse 18, Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, that's Jesus' righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness, to eternal life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Grace might reign. Those three words, can you say that with me? Grace might reign. Very interesting. We see here, reign in life. And then we see that grace might reign. Some of us as Christians, modern-day New Testament Christians, are still living as if the law is something to be observed in terms of the patterns and the rituals of the Old Testament law, aside from the sacrifices. But you know what? The law has been fulfilled. Jesus said he came to fulfill the law. And as a result, now we're in a time of the grace of God, where grace is reigning. And through the abundance of grace in our lives, through the gift of righteousness, you and I can reign in life. Three aspects I want to touch on. Number one, 
We are destined to reign in life. It's not God's plan for His church or His people, His children, to live in defeat and failure. It is God's plan that we would reign, that we would reign in life. We've just read it from the Word. God wants His church to prevail. It's sad when you see a church that looks run down on the outside, a church that is waning in attendance, a church that is the parking lot is hardly full on a Sunday morning, the place is dilapidated, the people are scattered. That's not God's plan. God wants His church to prevail. It's sad to see a for sale sign up outside a church building because the church cannot pay their bills. It's sad to see that. God wants us to prevail. It's sad when a church loses all of its young people. The average age of the congregation is 85 because they haven't raised up the younger generation. That's not a prevailing church. God wants His church to prevail. God wants His church to reign. It's sad to see a church that gets turned into a mosque or a club. God wants His church to prevail. But you know what? It's wonderful when you see a church that is thriving. When you see a church where there's growth, perhaps a building project, kingdom outreaches, community influence, changed lives, and the reality of the presence of God. God wants His church to reign. God says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But we've got to work with God. We've got to allow God's Spirit to be the reality in our midst if we're going to see church prevailing in this nation. Also, God wants His people to prevail. Maybe you're here and you're a businessman. I believe that God wants your business to do well. He wants it to be influential, perhaps acquiring more businesses. I believe that God wants His people to have prime positions or in shopping malls where your store is situated or located. God wants His people to prevail. I believe that if you're a teacher, God wants to bless and increase your influence in that school. God wants you to make a difference for Him in the school. God wants your class to be such that all the kids in the school talk about your class and the great teacher and how wonderful it is to be in your class. I believe that if you're a student, God wants you to prevail as well. God wants you to excel, excel in your studies, in your examinations. God wants you to get good results and good marks. We are destined to reign in life. This is God's plan for us. And where we see the opposite, we've got to realize this is not how God actually wants it. God wants us to rule and reign. It says, Deuteronomy 28, 13, And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. You are destined to reign in life because Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life. That's why you are destined to reign. It's on the basis of Jesus Christ being the Lord of your life. And it's through Christ that we can do all things. We are more than conquerors 
through the Lord Jesus Christ. Our success in life and the victory that God has in store for us is connected to the person of Jesus Christ. Now, this verse, Romans 5, 17, I'd like to read it to you in the Amplified Bible. It says this, listen carefully. For if because of one man's trespass, lapse, offense, death reigned through that one, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness reign as kings in life. Through the man, the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Now, in verse 17, the word reign in Greek is basileo. Basileo, which means kingly rule or kingly dominion. In other words, God wants us to reign in a kingly kind of way in life. When it says that you may reign in life, it means that you may basileo in life, which means kingly rule, kingly dominion. That is simply God's plan for you. And this is what it says so well in the Amplified Version, that we may reign as kings in life. By God's grace, we can reign in life. Will you say that with me? By God's grace, we can reign in life. Say it a little louder. By God's grace, we can reign in life. We are destined to reign in life, number one. Number two, it's not about achieving. It's about receiving. The secret to reigning in life is in receiving Everything that Jesus has accomplished for us on the cross. This is a massive key, and it's so simple that some people just don't understand it and don't get it. But the fact is, when Jesus died on the cross and purchased our salvation, so much spiritual riches and treasure was made available to us through the wonderful work that Jesus did. But you and I have to receive it. We have to receive that gift. We have to receive His work. But you know what? This is contrary to the way we tend to think. As mankind, we think it's about earning, struggling, forcing things through, hard effort and labor and toil we think that it's got to be very hard. I think of the, the Mount Carmel, Elijah and the prophets of Baal. What were the prophets of Baal doing? They were cutting themselves and they were torturing themselves because they thought that that would please their gods. But sometimes that mentality also exists in our minds where we think we've got to torture ourselves and cut ourselves and, you know, and fast for endless amount because then we'll please God. And You know what? It doesn't actually work like that. The Bible says that we have to receive from God. God's ways are not our ways. We simply have to receive. For us to reign in life, we have to receive two things. Number one, abundance of grace. Doesn't that sound lovely? 
We have to receive abundance of grace. And number two, we have to receive the gift of righteousness. You cannot earn this. You cannot achieve it. You can't think that by attending church every single Sunday for 14 years, you will get it. Because that's not how you get it. You simply have to receive. Verse 17 says, Those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through Christ Jesus. Of these two aspects, I'd like to focus on one, grace. The question is, what is grace? It says here that we need to receive the abundance of grace. What is grace? It is God's unmerited favor. It is God's unearned favor. Some people think, well, they're going to get healing in their bodies if they really, really please God and work hard at it and so on. But you know what? It's just God's grace to experience His healing touch in your life, in your physical body. It's just God's grace. It's unmerited favor, which is unearned. And so, it is actually just a case of receiving. I wonder how you've been living your life. Have you been receiving God's grace? I believe that Choose Life Church has been experiencing God's unmerited favor. We've been experiencing God's grace. This is God's grace. It's all around us today. As we go outside and enjoy a wonderful family time, it's God's grace. Since the day we began, we have seen this in action. And I want to share something with you today. Today we're very happy to share with you that as a church, we have paid off one-third of our bond in only 18 months. Can we give the Lord a hand for that? Wow. That is incredible. And we are in a recession so to speak, at this point in time. But in only 18 months, one-third of the bond of this church has been paid off. It's come down from 20 million rand down to 13 million rand. God is incredibly good. Can we give the Lord another hand of thanks and praise for that? Now, was it earned? It's grace. God's unmerited favor. We didn't do anything to earn it, but God has caused His blessing to be here. The Bible says, the blessing of the Lord is our greatest wealth. All our effort adds nothing to it. And I want to say today that this testimony of the reduction in debt, it's God's grace. God's blessings are based entirely on His grace. By God's grace, we can reign in life. Say that with me, please. By God's grace, we can reign in life. Thirdly, and lastly, this is very brief. 
receive God's grace afresh today. Maybe you have lived your Christian life based on the system of achievement. If you have, I want to encourage you today to allow the the grace of God to be poured out upon your life, to realize that He wants to saturate your life with His grace, to realize that He wants to give you the gift of righteousness, and this comes through receiving Jesus Christ into your life. But can we stop striving? I'm telling you, there are many people sitting in this auditorium today who are in this achievement system, achievement system. Got to please God. Got to be hard on ourselves. And You know what? The work has been accomplished on the cross. The words of the song that we sang earlier are the following. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough for me. And that's confirmed by 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9. My grace is sufficient for you. By God's grace, we can reign in life. Would you say that with me? By God's grace, we can reign in life. So what am I saying today? I'm saying that we're giving God all the honor here. I'm saying we're giving Him the glory. God, you're wonderful. Lord, you're wonderful. I'm saying that this is the grace of the Lord. Would you please stand and take the hand of the person next to you? Please take the hand of the person next to you. It's just the, the serving team that will serve the meat that's uh, just leaving now. Just focus your heart on the Lord. Heavenly Father, we are in your presence here. We've enjoyed a wonderful time of your goodness. But we as your people, we just want to say thank you to you, Heavenly Father, for the gracious and the wonderful thing that you have done here in this fellowship, in this congregation. We declare as your people today that all of the glory and all of the honor is that of Christ Jesus our Lord. The honor goes to you, Father. The honor goes to you, precious Spirit. And we say to you, Lord, that as a church, by your grace, we are looking forward to what you have in store. We say, Lord, for us as individuals, that by your grace, we can reign in life. Now, where you standing right there, would you just receive the grace of the Lord? In the name of Jesus, we declare right now, the grace of God is available for everyone here. Maybe you just want to take a breath in as a tangible way of kind of indicating you receiving something. Lord, we receive the grace. Wouldn't you just take a breath in? We receive your grace into our lives. Lord, we're sorry for the times that we've tried self-effort to please you. We realize that it's only by your grace that we can truly be pleasing in your sight. We also declare that we receive the complete work of the cross in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that we have received the gift 
of eternal life, the gift of righteousness, and that we have received salvation. And I thank you, Lord, that that in itself is indescribably awesome. Now, Heavenly Father, I speak your blessing over every person here. I say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And be gracious to you. And be gracious to you. Receive the grace of the Lord. The Lord lift up the light of His smile upon you. And give you His peace. In Jesus' name, Amen.